0: Every movement has its beginning. In this case, Jesus goes up, Holy Spirit comes down, there's explosive things that are happening. Find out what happens in the book of Acts on this episode of Inverse.
1: Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse.
0: Right, guys, we're so glad you decided to join us here on Inverse. We have a new quarter coming up the next 13 weeks on the book of Acts. I mean, there's 28 chapters. We're spending a lot of time in the book of Acts, but we're only dedicated 13 episodes. And uh, this episode specifically is about Chapter 1, how it all gets started. Very, very excited. So glad you guys decided to join us here, my panelists, my friends. And us. we're going to have some semblance of, of a conversation and a friendship <laughs> here. And hopefully that will come off to be genuine and authentic. And then maybe we'll, we'll try to, we'll try. no? We'll see. We'll, we'll see. we'll see. We'll see. Well, we'll need prayer. And so I'm going to ask Siku, can you pray for us? We'll read a Bible verse and we'll, we'll have a good time.
1: Okay. Let's pray. Loving Father, we're so thankful for the gift that it is to study your word. And we're thankful that this movement that we're a part of um, had beginnings that were powerful. And we pray that we would be part of the power of this movement. And for that, Lord, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. So grant us the insight and the wisdom that comes with that gift of the Spirit as we study your word this morning, this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 So in your Bibles, let's go to Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. Um, and we're going to start from verse. Um, well, Callie, can you read a Bible? Well, I know any verse that you want to there, uh, <laughs> but make sure it includes verse 8.
2: Acts chapter 1. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's read Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Okay. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth.
0: Okay, so this is our first episode on the, on the, on the book of Acts, and mm-hmm. Sebastian, kind of set us up here. What's going on, and
3: what's Acts? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 I like that. Yeah, so, when, when, you, when you think about the last days that Jesus had upon earth, mm-hmm. and you would expect that by this time, it's post-resurrection, he's appeared to them, as Luke alludes to at the beginning of the book, And they're like, okay, the disciples have gotten it. We're we're sorry we misunderstood the cross. We get it. You resurrected after three days. He's ready to ascend. And yet the book of Acts lets us know that the disciples still have not come to clarity mm-hmm. on Christ's mission. Mm-hmm. They're still so, disconnected. So these guys
0: have been with Jesus for three and a half years-ish around. Plus 40
3: days, yes. And,
0: you know, I always talk about they're not the sharpest crayons in the box, mm-hmm. yeah? I mean, you have
3: Brightest Judas in and,
0: and, and and I think Matthew, and some of them are maybe a little mm-hmm. bit more educated, but there's others who you said were... Fishermen, fisherman, yes. fisherman. Yes. Yes. yeah. Okay,
3: and and these particular individuals are still hoping for this initial earthly kingdom being set up. Yeah. So you look there in Acts chapter one, and they go to Jesus and they ask him a question in verse six. Okay, verse six. They say, therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, "Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel?" Mm-hmm. So their 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 perspective was that their hopes of what Jesus was going to do and their concept of his mission
2: mm-hmm.
3: was not realized, not because it wasn't accurate, but because it wasn't the right time.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, okay, so will you at this time? Now we got it. Okay, you were supposed to die and everything. Okay, so now is it time for you to set up the earthly kingdom so we can sit on your right hand and your left and, you know, take over the Romans? And-
0: I mean, this is kind of a weird way to start the book off. Like, you know, you'd think these guys would have gotten it by now, but Callie, like, what? really at the core of it, why? what's going on here? Why aren't they getting it by now? After all of Matthew, all of Mark, all of, well, those are, those are going <laughs> at the same time. Not, but right. but, but okay. uh, you, you cool. have this going on, and you have Acts, and like, hey, we still didn't get it. You know what? Well, I think
2: at out? the end of the day, they still don't get it because they're human, and mm. um, they're sinners. Mm. And, you know, it sounds kind of discouraging, but it's also encouraging for us because you think about it, you know, we know the end of the book of Acts, the disciples are filled with the Holy Spirit. They do amazing things, but they still don't understand like basic things like God's mission on earth through Jesus. And so, but that's encouraging because you even see that through all of history, Mm. even how different Christian movements, even different denominations have started. It's always been led by sinners. Mm. So sometimes we think about the book of Acts. We're like, man, they were so holy. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. The theology was perfect. Yeah. Romanticizing
3: the whole Yeah, yeah so we're like, if
2: only we could get back to that point. Mm. And it's true, we should in a sense, but, like, they've always been sinners. Mm-hmm. We're sinners. And so, we're not that far removed because we still need God just as much as they did at this mm-hmm. time. And
1: I, I, just, I just wanted to comment on the why they weren't getting it. Yeah. It... it it speaks of Jesus' love and his patience. Because all this time, he's, he tried to tell them he was going to die. He tried to tell them what his specific mission was. But mm-hmm. they were caught up in these ideas that the Israelites had come up with, that mm-hmm. a Messiah was going to come and vanquish the Romans, and they were going to have an earthly kingdom set up. And Jesus is like, that's not what I came for. Mm-hmm. And he tried over and over. And even after he has died and resurrected what he told them, they're still putting him, I'd say they're putting Jesus in a box. Right this concept of who they think Jesus should be and how they think he should live his life And I know in my personal relationships. I don't appreciate when people Treat me how they think I ought to be Mm. right and they, they put you in a box And they think you should be a certain way because you're whatever, you know, yes, let me be who I am right, but the way Jesus responds to them isn't with anger and vitriol, like "Ah,
0: <laughs> why don't you get it by now?" Vitriol <laughs> <Right. Which laughs> is would good have been yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so your comment so makes me think: like, do we do we do that today? Do we absolutely do we, do put, we, we put our? Well, we put Jesus in a box, but do we put like do we impose what we want to get out of of God, out of church, out of spirituality mm-hmm. upon? uh god jesus mm-hmm. and then when it when he doesn't deliver yes. then we all get like Mm-mm-mm-mm. i
3: think i think this is kind of at the roots of things that come up later on in the book of acts that okay. it addresses but i've always loved the quote that in the eyes can never see what the heart cannot accept mm-hmm. so it's like you will never see it because in your heart you can't accept that jesus is not going to set up an earthly kingdom mm-hmm. you can't accept that we're going to still be under the yoke of roman control mm-hmm. and because of the pain and the mistreatment of centurions to jews and all the different strife there they just cannot accept that God would allow this condition to continue Mm -hmm. and I think this undermines so many people's connection to God because they have not accepted that his will could be better than what they are hoping for.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just, just to be fair, like in my weird imagination, I just imagine if, if you know I, I'm a citizen of the United States mm-hmm. and imagine another country, and won't mention, I won't give an example of what a country <laughs> may be, but another don't. country and, and, and they're not uh, a, a Democrat or Republic, yeah, and they're uh-huh. coming in and we see soldiers stationed at every block of every street in, in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would want, uh, my prayers would be, Lord, deliver us from mm. this external foreign empire Empire in our soil mm-hmm. yes. I, I'm kind of feeling and then when you have this this supernatural figure oh he's going to be the one that delivers us from this military presence
3: why not use this power to provide it and yeah. then add insult to injury you yeah. used to be the greatest nation right? yeah under mm-hmm. Solomon and David I mean I would, I would
0: read all the Bible through that lens and claim every promise and uh-huh. so I mean I'm, I'm I guess I'm blaming them but I'm also commiserating with their experience as well Kelly
2: I think just another part of because part of it is you know trying to fit Jesus into this box mm-hmm. But also, they do come to realize that they are in the wrong and yeah. through different spheres. Mm-hmm. And Jesus clearly knows that they're wrong. Like, mm-hmm. these dudes, I've been with them so long, they still can't grasp basic concepts of truth. Yes. This is, I'm glad I'm not Jesus. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, but God still chooses to use them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's powerful that our theology does not have to be perfect or complete and nothing wrong with us ever for Jesus to use us. Mm-hmm. I remember when um, I was in high school and my mentor, her name is Jen, she's like, yeah, Callie, you're going to preach. I'm like... <laughs> no <laughs> i don't i don't know enough to preach mm-hmm. and her response was you're right you should go um into a dark place just with a bible and then you should only come out and serve people when you have it all memorized oh such a loving yeah she's a sweet, she's a sweet lady <laughs> yeah. so but her point was like that's what you're saying though yeah you're saying you have to wait until you get to this weird place where like you know everything but god doesn't see that he's like my disciples still don't grasp basic things but they're sincere and they love me
1: and i can use that they're workable, and i can teach them everything situation. else along the way mm-hmm. and and, and I think evidence that they're they're willing to learn and willing to be taught is, you know, first before that verse six, you know, Jesus, um, oh no no, no. oh and you shall receive power in verse eight which yes. we read, mm-hmm. right? His response to their their question about is it now? If I'm Jesus, I know it's not now, and I've been trying to tell you that the plan is kind of yes, different from what so you've dense. been saying. But but his response isn't oh you dense people. His response is. It is not for you to know the times or the seasons, right? But hold on. You are going to receive power, right? His response to their obstinance and their, I guess, denseness is a gift. Yeah. Right? He says, I'm going to give you a gift. And when you get this gift, the gift is going to help you understand things like yep. so in in the book of John he talks about the Holy Spirit is going to help you to understand the things that I've already talked to you and mm. and he'll bring to you remembrance all these things he promises them a gift in the in the context of their shortcomings mm. all they have to do is to That's, go wait for the gift that God's going my to My takeaway
0: from what you're saying is that in, in my con- uh, relationship in contact with other people who maybe if I see like me you're you're inferior maybe I, maybe my arrogance or whatever <laughs> is that I need to be more generous, mm-hmm. because in many ways, Jesus had the license and in fact the authority. was yes. superior, yeah, yes. but he never played that card <laughs> no. mm-hmm. and rather than rebuke or blast or I mean he he was just, more he generous, which even gives him li- that, that's the basis of his superiority. I mean if, if you
3: think about it, I even deal with this you know even with my kids, is he's redirecting, right? It's like you're focused on this. and if you just tell a kid, no, 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 no the kid will focus on the why no why no why no versus mm-hmm. if you're like hey let's redirect let's mm-hmm. so threat. it's like oh why why can't we go here to play at the playground right mm-hmm. now because it's raining outside well what's wrong with playing in the rain well you could get sick well why why does that matter why I, we could get an umbrella papa we could just make our own poncho okay. it's like no we can't
0: this isn't an example
3: i feel like this is like uh, a really no awesome. no it theoretical great. so then you're like if we we're going to sit here and grapple with this specific no rather than saying hey guys guess what you know we're going to go bake, you know, our own chocolate chip cookies. like, oh, wow, wow, yeah, can I help? Yeah, you can help me in the kitchen. I need some help. Now it's like we forgot about the park because you've just redirected our attention. Mm. And I see Jesus is redirecting the disciples to say, okay, let's let's not focus on the whole, like, it's not for you to know this is a very light, gentle you know, transition. Well, I Well, let's, slightly let's read the
0: question. that and see how Jesus redirects. Verse 7, Jesus says to them, it is not for you, in the gentle tone, as, as Sebastian alluded <laughs> to, mm-hmm. it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his in his own authority. But verse 8, which is our, our main text, but you shall receive uh, uh, a, a better a better gift, redirection here, yep. power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost or my, I'm used, used to saying uttermost but the ends the of, of the earth that
2: word yeah. power is probably pretty emotional to
0: it's me. it's it's powerful the word powerful, yeah, is, power is powerful. Is powerful. <laughs> we're yeah. going to look at this word powerful what that actually means <laughs> we're going to look at that verse a lot more into detail when we come after the break
1: has inverse been a blessing to you do you have questions comments or feedback you'd like to leave us Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion.
0: Hey, welcome back. Hopefully, you were watching some powerful commercial in between, and <laughs> we've been talking about power here I, I while targeted. we're waiting here. I feel and, and so, Cal, we're going to come back to you because here, you are. and come back to you. The verse says, "You shall receive power," and then you, you, yeah, the I just had that one side comment. It, it
3: just, <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't a side no,
2: comment. Well, because they're like, yeah, are you going to restore back to Israel? Like, yeah. we want power, we want strength, mm-hmm. and so Jesus used like, you will receive power, not not the power you think mm-hmm. you yeah. receive. You but yeah, you'll You just power. redeemed yourself. Yeah. Yeah. thanks, Sebastian. Well, this. Powerful. this sets Whatever. up now
0: this sets up the church from this point on right this is mm-hmm. the movement that's happening here and we're going forward and and so how, uh, from verse 8 what's 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 going on here what 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 is Jesus saying will happen from this point on Siku what's going on
1: so so Jesus is taken up into heaven yes. and then they go at summary version they go into the upper room and they wait for the holy for the gift that God has promised them
0: yeah and this is the beginning of the church and so, you know the question is what 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 is the church, what is the church supposed to do uh, what's the purpose? Are we, are, we, are we supposed to be here and go to upper room and just kind of hang out and tell? Or, what, what's, what's going on here? Well, I'm not being up, facetious, but... They went uh, up to the upper room because yes. it,
2: Jesus told them to wait for the Holy Spirit there. Yes. Well, not in the upper room specifically, but in Jerusalem. That's, they chose the upper room. I don't know why, but they did. Yeah. So, but their, their mission was to be witnesses to Jesus. So, to tell the things that they have experienced with him and known of him and knowing him as truth and the life and salvation. And so, then, you're supposed to be a, a, a witness to him in like this expanding psychology. Conference. So, like, start here, then you're. Yeah, I love that. you have
0: uh, Jerusalem, Ju- region of Ju- yes. Judea. I'm so proud of my math term. So, I, I, like, I like what you're getting at. Our, our core, the central thing, is is the mission of what we're at is to be, is be witnesses. Yes. And then everything around, all the accoutrements attached to yes. the church so organization and institution, should feed into the central mission of mm-hmm. verse eight.
1: Yes. And, yes. and you know, them getting the Holy Spirit was was so that they could be witnesses. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're like, you know, I want the Holy Spirit so that I can be happy. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, our Mm -hmm. our Christianity and our Christian experience is very me-focused. But he's like, the whole point of this is so that you can go share. Mm -hmm. And go share with others.
3: And hence the term, filled with the Holy Spirit, right? Which means there's a certain emptiness that comes, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like, well, you're filled with the Spirit, not with yourself, not drunkenness with wine, or your, you know, delusions of grandeur Mm -hmm. for the world. So I think in the mission, that the aspect of that mission, not only starting local, but recognizing there's a global end of where we're trying to go to the mm-hmm. farthest most parts of the earth. And the fact that you would need that power that comes from that gift um, in order to reach that.
0: I, I love goal. that. You, like in the mission statement, that, I mean, so what you just said before it just hit me that, that even like, 2,000 years ago, uh, plus or minus, mm-hmm. that the, the, the region by which um, God has instituted was, was the whole world. Mm-hmm question is how do we become part of this how do we get into this
3: you definitely start with um, Jesus when he first came to the disciples about the promise in verses uh, four and five mm-hmm. where he says and being assembled together with them he commended them not to depart from Jerusalem but to wait for the promise of the father which he said you have heard from me for John truly baptized with water but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now mm-hmm. so referencing back to John the Baptist immediately brings them back to that call to discipleship that that was the foundation of being plugged into the mission is becoming a follower of Jesus Mm -hmm. and as we become a follower of Jesus there's a promise that the Father has given for us that we're supposed to wait for to claim to wrestle with God about and prepare ourselves to make sure that we are fulfilling the conditions of receiving that promise Mm -hmm. and that's where the upper room comes in which is every promise that God gives there is a condition to to receiving that promise If not, it's like God wrote a check, but it's not to you Mm -hmm. because you didn't fulfill the conditions. Mm -hmm. So, yes, there's a big check to cash and receiving this blessing that brings every other blessing in its train. But without fulfilling those conditions, which we find in the upper room experience, you're not going to get the promise, which means you will not have power doing your mission.
0: Okay, so how do we actually get the Holy Spirit into our experience the way that these disciples did? What are some practical things that we can talk about? Siku?
1: Well, the, one of the things that they they did is they went into the upper room and they were working out differences mm. between themselves, um, so that yeah, as a Christian community we infighting and and backbiting and hating and and wanting superiority over the other person, it actually inhibits the ability of God to come and work in our midst. And So they went and they were working things out. between. I
0: mean, we see this happening all the time in a lot of our local contexts. I mean, there's a lot of interpersonal messes. Mm -hmm. Like, how do we how do we how? how?
2: (laughs) What's what's the answer (laughs) to this? I think part of it is, I mean, it's it's what Siku's saying of, we have to think what our priorities are. Mm. Like, is our priority to just have a pleasant Sabbath and warm a pew and have a good time, mm. or is our priority to be filled with the Holy Spirit and to be an effective witness for Christ? If that is our ultimate goal, then our pride can be humbled by by God's grace. Mm. And so that is going to people like I have an issue with this person, and I'm going to go with them in humility and ask their forgiveness and talk it out with them, and not just hate them in my heart. Mm. So whatever, because like I mean, human nature—we are sinners, so there's going to be conflict. That's just part of being a human. So it's not so much avoiding conflict; it's going into it in a Christ-centered way, Mm -hmm. and that's how we work out our differences instead of pretending there aren't any differences. Like, if I were one of the disciples, I'd still be irritated with Peter for like being denying, peter. yeah 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 that's true just being peter <laughs> it's like okay like i know peter's like talking right now but man i can't stand this dude but like talking to him about that like we're trying to go to jesus together and if i have hatred in my heart against someone then the holy spirit as Seek was saying can't really come I mean, you have
0: to people of different political uh sides Yeah, people different yeah. from socioeconomic Yeah, fishermen you got a terrorist, and you got a terrorist. government IRS guy here, Simon Dezel. I mean, you have Al-Qaeda and FBI working You're together. Too, too far, you know, it's just...
1: I, want, I wonder if... I no, wonder but I if, think well, under no, the blood it's just of Jesus, not. it should no, surpass amen. all those things. I will stop there. I wonder if um, verse 10 has something to do with what verse happened 10. with the disciples. Yeah. Mm. While they looked steadfastly towards heaven, they saw Jesus being taken up. Mm. Maybe their eyes were focused on Jesus. Instead of focused on themselves and what glory they could get, like the question that asked, are like, you going to set up your kingdom? Like for once, as, as a group, they came together and they were focused on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And as you focus on Jesus, it brought, brings you closer together, even if you come from diametrically opposed spectrums of the political scale. But they were focused on Jesus and went into the upper room experience with their eyes focused on Jesus. In verse 14, they continued with one accord, which is not necessarily true of even their experience while Jesus was alive.
3: When you... When you take the the ability of the disciples to get along, you kind of had to surrender your own personal opinions where you're like, I want my opinion in my perspective on Jesus's mission to prevail. Yeah. So it's like you can't really work it out until you're willing to recognize everybody in the church is not going to see it exactly as you do. Mm-hmm. They're not going to articulate it the same way that you do. And I think that brings a lot of disunity where we're kind of majoring in the minors like, well, that's just more of a nuance. But essentially we're saying the same thing, but because you're not saying exactly the way I'm saying it, or you don't understand it exactly the way I understand it, we can't get along.
2: And it does take a lot of surrender, I think, to Jesus to to actually see the difference between those two things. Because things can feel like they're just as important as a salvational issue. Like, this is it, Like it's really not a salvation issue. But our pride makes us delusional. Yes. So we have to be able to be humble at the feet of Jesus, where he's like, OK, like, this is
1: this is not the same thing as salvation. Right, and, and to go with that, with our eyes focused on Christ, and our mission like for him right so now they're thinking we, we we're here going to our eyes are focused on Jesus we're going to receive the Holy Spirit as a gift so that we can go out for mission yes. it changes your interaction Absolutely. so now I'm not me focused and my perspective and the way that I see things but it's yeah. now how can I go forth for Jesus? And
2: I think another vein of going focused on the mission is you see people as your co-laborers and mm-hmm. not your enemies. Like yeah. I don't have time to fight with you. I need your help. Yes. <laughs> so we need to get along because I need your companionship. Like mission your brings us
0: back together. Yeah, back to does. the Holy Spirit. I, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I love this discussion. Let's go. Let's pivot here. Let's go forward to the to the narrative. I love it so much. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to finish chapter one here because I think there's one really cool part. Let's go to here to the end here. And uh, Sebastian, give us from verse uh, verse. I don't know verse 21 onwards, mm-hmm. uh, 23 onwards. What's going on in that story there uh, regarding the 12 apostles?
3: So essentially, they recognize Judas is no longer a part of the 12, mm-hmm. and for some reason they feel an impetus that Jesus chose 12 and there should be 12. Mm-hmm. So we need to figure out who's going to replace these individuals, and they set some qualifications about them witnessing to the resurrection and being with the movement since the time of John the Baptist. So that those were the qualifications, and they narrowed it down to two individuals. Um, Justice and matthews So as they narrowed it down to these two individuals, it's like, okay, well, now how do we choose? And they decide to turn to the method of lots in order to make. Well, this is where decision. I think
0: this interesting thing is. A lot of a lot of us as young adults, were are trying to find out new decisions on how to who do I marry? What house do I buy? Mm-hmm. You know, how many kids do I have? Do I do a mortgage? What college should I go to? You know, what <laughs> what what should I eat for lunch? You know, these decisions, mm-hmm. and. Is casting lots a proper way to find out God's will? Siku, like, should we have... I don't even know what casting lots is, but I just you imagine, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. dice... Short straws. Uh, short know. straws. Like, is that God's means for revealing his will?
1: I mean, it's biblical.
0: It's biblical. <laughs> yeah. It's in the Bible. It's
1: in the Bible.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah
1: that is Bi- Bible, But... Bi- <laughs> um, just with what Sebastian said, right? It wasn't just... They don't call the entire group of... of how many, 120 of them in the, in the mm-hmm. upper room, and say, okay, now let's cast lots and figure out. They actually had criteria for who was going to be eligible for this, for this uh, new role, right? And it came to the place where, based on the criteria and the, the limitations that they had set in place, either one of these guys could have done the job and would have been well-qualified yeah. to do the job. So regardless of who they picked, This person would have been suited for the position based on the criteria. So, let's
0: qualify just before you said. It is biblical, it's found in the Bible, but just so you guys are out there, just because it's in the Bible doesn't always mean that it is licensed or a permit to do these things. Mm. For example, for example, I mean, you have people who are murderers, you have people who are adulterers. David had many wives. Well, I can marry a couple more wives. uh, My wife would not like that. I mean, (laughs) that would not
3: happen. I don't think you would like that. (laughs) I, 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 amen. Amen. Amen.
0: I just don't know how to respond. Let's just keep on going. um going on to your, your your second part there is that sometimes if the qualifications are met then And God God gives you a choice in that sense. Callie? I'll
2: say you're not choosing between a great option and a terrible option. So, like, I'm going to be a pastor or a drug dealer. Like, it's, okay, there's one that's (laughs) better than the other. He has considered this. (laughs) But, like, oh, I'm going to be a teacher or a nurse. Both are good. Both are good jobs, but it just depends. So, it's not, that's why lots are used after we qualify. These are both really good options. So, only use lots when you do this. And right,
3: if we we go back to the (laughs) verse again, right, in in chapter 1, you look at the fact that in verse 24... After they proposed the two names in twenty-three, mm-hmm. verse twenty-four he says, And they prayed right. and said, You, O Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which of these two you have chosen mm-hmm. to take part in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell that he might go to his own place. Mm-hmm. And they cast their lots. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just we turned to lots, right, and just chose the random approach, it was prayer a recognition of God's knowledge and believing that he would guide even this random process. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that we, we have to come to a place where we recognize that sometimes we're not choosing between good and evil, right and wrong, and therefore I use the whole illustration of the, of the tree of life, right, versus the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So if you come to God and you're like, well Lord, should I have apples or peaches? If Adam asked God that question, what is God going to say? choose whatever one you want. You can eat freely, right, of these trees. Just don't eat this tree. Mm -hmm. So the debate is not, should I eat the forbidden fruit or peaches or whatever. It's, if these fruits are here, you can freely eat of them. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a very hard concept for people to make because they're so focused on God's will that they feel like, I'm going to make a mistake. But it's not a mistake because it's within the criteria.
0: I think there's just two extremes. One is that that some people feel like I cannot make any decision by myself. Yes. I am such a sinner that even my decision-making process is sinful. Mm. So they wake up and then they say, which shoe should I wear? Which color <laughs> tie should I put on? Should I even wear a tie? Mm. And they're paralyzed. And, and I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating. I've, I've met people. who, And so they'll be there on their knees praying for God's will. Should I wear, wear a green tie, a red tie, or no tie? Mm. And I will not get off my knees until you reveal your will. What happens? You're, you're, they're paralyzed in, in, in not being human. Yes. And then you go to the other side where like they, they just use God to justify any action. That Thank
1: they God, much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Siku, what you were going to say. I was going to say that before before the prayer part, God has already revealed some things of what his will is in his word. So I come to his word and... Mm. I'm not even going to pray about something that God already told me no. That's right. And God said, "Don't do it." I'm not going to pray, Lord. Can I please do this? Like that's like Balaam. It's the Balaam.
0: And the clearest revelation of God's will is found in Scripture, by the principles of the Word of God. You know, you take out all the bad stuff that God doesn't want for you. Take that off the table, and the good stuff that remains—that's what God wants freely for us to to choose from. Hopefully, it's been a very fruitful conversation for you. It has been for us. We'll see you next week on Inverse.
1: You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jared Thomas, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Until next time, this is Inverse.